Relating to Self. A podcast that helps you create a better relationship with yourself. Hey, I'm Joachim. Welcome. Do you realize that there is only one relationship that you will always be in? The relationship with yourself. Improving that relationship changes everything. On this podcast, I share my thoughts and I invite real people to have vulnerable conversations about how they relate to themselves and what we can learn from that. In today's episode, I speak with Julius, for whom the path is all about connecting with his inner truth. Enjoy. Hey, Julius, thank you so much for joining us here. Hi, Joachim. Thank you very much for your time. So I always start with a, a small introduction as to, you know, how I've met the people uh, who are in a conversation with me. And so in your case, not surprisingly, again, it is a connection that I've made through Sandbox. And I think at some point I should probably explain what Sandbox is to my audience, but that's hard. So I've been procrastinating about that. Suffice to say for now, it's, let's say, a community of people who support each other in many different ways. And we met through Sandbox and then we kind of connected mostly through music because you are a musician. Yeah. Um, you you yeah. write music, you play guitar and so on. And I used to be a musician uh, in a distant past. And I remember that you organized this beautiful event in Berlin um, that I attended about this uh, idea of a performance art concept for some kind of festival. Mm -hmm. And that was a mm -hmm. very interesting and, and beautiful exploration that we did together with a, with a couple of other people. And that was like one of the m most beautiful memories I, I have with you. Hmm. Mm. I'm curious as to what you remember from, from our meeting and, and the story of how we got to know each other. Yeah. So the first thing that came to my mind was um, the two of us sitting in uh, in the middle of the night uh, in a hacienda in Spain uh, in the inner courtyard discussing creativity. And um, I'm, I don't know if that was before or after the... Um, the music event that you mentioned uh because that was in berlin for sure um but that's that that was that was a conversation that really you know stuck with me um and um that also made me realize that uh you know creativity that previously i had looked at as like my juice to write songs um is this one muscle that that I can use not only for music, um, but I actually use it across all the things I do. And I had previously, for some reason, thought, well, yeah, I mean, creativity is, you know, making art. Hmm. But when I'm at work, I'm not making art, so I'm not creative. And, and our conversation uh, kind of turned my head around. Uh, and today, 
I'm much more intentional about being creative in what I consider to be my job. I guess what others describe as my job, because it doesn't feel really like a job to me. It's like a mm-hmm. calling. Um, it's much more holistic, and and that may you know that may be part of the of this unifying use of of creativity all across music and writing and learning yeah back in spain beautiful it feels as if almost we should have recorded that conversation for a podcast that would have been yeah. that would have been a good subject yeah. but today we are here to talk about relating to self mm. and my first question is always the same when you hear this term relating to self What comes up for you? What does that mean to you specifically exactly? Relating to self to me is turning my gaze inward on where I stand and where I want to develop or grow. And and very specifically within that, because the, I think that was step one of my definition of relating to self, and that's a little bit older. And then the more the younger definition of it is coming to terms with where I am and surrendering to who I am right now. And surrendering um, in the sense that I think it took a long time for me to embrace the the person I am at any given moment um, or the version of myself that I am at any given moment and, and connect with that, with that inner truth um, and, and go with that flow. Um, I think for the longest time I tried to be uh, someone that I wanted to be rather than connecting with um, Who I, who I was or who I am in that moment. And I think that's you know, the second part of relating to self. Part one is how, how do I grow and how do I develop and where, do I, where am I today? And the second part is surrendering and embracing. Mm, beautiful. I really like that. I really like this idea of surrendering to what is real, to who yeah. you actually are, to where you actually are in your journey. And I very much mm-hmm. resonate with what you say about this desire to show up as maybe something you would like to be, right. um, but that very often just not being the case. And then having to come back to this conclusion that, you know, that's not where I am right now. And right now, this is who I am. And I, I cannot do anything else but to accept that. And it right. sounds like you've you found a way to do that. And I'm curious as to what that way looks like for you? Um, so I think there's two parts to that answer. One, the way how I discovered um, that that's actually a thing, you know, surrendering and that my idea of who I want to be and like the acceptance and embracing of who I am in any given moment um, is something that I, that I think about and then how I do connect in any given moment to myself. And I'll start with the first part of that. Um, my, um, 
my last couple of years um, I spent in a community of um, entrepreneurs um, and investors and before that going through school in an environment where we had very uh, a very distinct type of role model so the person I wanted to be was informed by the role models that that community put to the front that was not the role model that i you know very um proactively chose to be my role model but that was already chosen and i chose to be part of the community and not everything of that community i was actually able to evaluate in the beginning i was with 19 maybe when i went to college um and so my process of realizing over the last say 10 15 years or so um that relating to self is not only you know understanding where i want to be but the you know the surrendering to who i am today is the fact that a lot of what informs who i want to be comes from the outside from expectations from other people um and that may be okay as long as i choose that um but i wasn't aware of that for the longest time um so so being aware of the fact that other people um have an indirect influence on who i want to be um helped me get closer to, to you know to the fact of like okay i guess i can i can pause and just look at where I am today and see if, you know, if, if that feels good. And now, step one, awareness. Step two, I've spent a lot of time reflecting over, especially the last three, four years, through my work as an executive coach, because I was on my own journey and the more deliberate I made that practice of reflection through writing, uh, journaling, meditating, the more I was able to arrive with myself and relate to myself and and surrender and one of the things that one of the steps in that journey that has helped me the most was to uncouple my own growth from achievement in my professional sphere what I mean by that is for the longest time I thought, you know, I had to, I had to be someone um, so that other people would come and work with me. Um, I had to be that specific person that, that was interesting to work with. And just over, let's say the last year, um, I realized the more I'm, I'm, sending out what is authentically myself where i feel a hundred percent 
resonance, that's when people show up at the door that are like, this goes so deep. Um, I really feel you. I really want to work with you. Um, and so that process of reflection and coming closer to myself, but uncoupling it from achievement, that was the second part. Beautiful. I love how precise you are about this process and, and how clear your knowledge is of what actually happened. That is very helpful and, and mm. you know, very inspiring. <laughs> I, I have to say, I listen to so many podcasts um, <laughs> that, that I always think about, you know, the other person listening on the other end um, and the way I listen to, to audio specifically podcasts is while I clean up the kitchen at night. That's my job at home, cleaning up the kitchen at night. And I'm, I'm very slow at cleaning up the kitchen um, <laughs> because the podcasts are so good and I always get distracted. And when they, when they say things and I, I don't really know where they are in their structure anymore, then I'm like, what, what was this again? And then I have to like scroll back. So <laughs> yeah. that's where it comes from. That's wonderful. I now have a new goal with this podcast. That is to make people clean their kitchen slowly <laughs> so that they, because <laughs> yeah. they are interested. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I, I really love what you say about, you know, how when you are more clear about who you are and mm. who your authentic self is or what your values truly are, how you want to live, that right. that's the time when people actually show up who you want to work with. I, I really like that as a, as a concept. So I'm also very curious to understand how you have done that because, well, it's one thing to know it for yourself, to have this awareness. It's another thing to then like have the practices to develop that, like you said, the meditation, the writing and so on. But then there's this question of expression, right? Like how do you bring that into the world? How was that? Yes. And um, it's, it's funny that you're mentioning expression because the expression of that was what changed everything. I started to write years ago. I started to journal maybe almost 20 years ago. I never released any of that. But a couple of months ago, I started to write articles about things that I'm thinking about, not because I wanted to put that out, but because it was on my mind. And I thought if it's on my mind, a writing it down will help me put, you know, a structure to it, to my thought. Um, it will help me think more clearly and, and, and finish the thoughts that I'm having. That oftentimes it felt like I had, you know, I finished that thought for like 60% and I was able to talk about it, but it wasn't a closed, well-rounded argument that I wanted to make. Um, and so I started to write and I started to create a, um, I'll call it a system, an environment, a habit around writing and making my thoughts accessible to other people and making in that sense, making myself and my thoughts, um, yeah, making myself accessible. And, and that is what changed previously. I've been writing songs for maybe 20 years. I've written songs not to be understood, um, but with the 
with the intention of everyone finding their own truth in the in the lyrics of those songs and and i turned that around and i said of course i can try for everyone to find their truth in song in song lyrics um but i will never know and so how about i make my own point that one point that i have to make incredibly clear and i might not reach everyone with that and that's okay but at least i'll reach the people who resonate with that and i think that's i think that's a point about self acceptance where i start now in my 30s i start to be okay with the fact that i don't have to be liked by everyone and it's much more rewarding i know that now after the fact it's much more rewarding to get in touch with the people that that see something and then what they see can be totally different from what i saw right so right right now i release articles on um on the topics that i coach on i work with entrepreneurs mostly um and sometimes people have completely different viewpoints but that's okay at least we're engaging on that right so that was what changed the expression of my own thoughts beautiful i love this so much i think obviously you know as creative people that's something we we think about a lot because a lot of the creativity that we try to channel is lost if it does not get published if it does not get shared right 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 so i love that you have understood this and then applied it to your concept of relating to self which mm. then also brought you different kind of clients which you know, reflects on your work i love it yeah. i think this also reminds me of this whole idea of growing in public you know not not kind of thinking of like i'm going to make something and then when it's finished i'm going to show it to the world right But just going like no i'm going to i'm going to like i think uh, tim ferris calls this like opening the kimono or something like you know i'm going to yeah. show you what's inside and yeah. i am an imperfect being having imperfect thoughts and i'm in my own growth process but i'm going to share it with you right and suddenly everyone is like oh wow you're also imperfect i'm also imperfect let's have a chat about being imperfect and actually relate as humans and not relate as the people that we try to be to the outside and in social media all the time yes. um which is so scary you see you know the versions of the pe like what people try to portray them as their aspirational selves um and then when you start to say I don't know most things. Here are the few things I know and here's how I make sense of it. Any one of you have an idea how to grow from here and what what the next step could be? And then you get so many fascinating replies. I I can give you an example, one that was that was um especially impactful. I um for the longest time had a riddle that I tried to solve. That I'm still trying to solve which is why do I sometimes behave like a person that I don't even know when I'm in a team or when I'm in in a you know group of people like I'm taking a role that's there for me to pick up but a role that I would never take on my own volition and i couldn't wrap my head around it i was part of 
company management teams and I behaved like someone that from the outside I would say, who's that person? I don't like that person. <laughs> and it was myself. And so I started asking around in public, like I sometimes behave like someone I don't want to be. And especially when I'm with other people and it feels like I'm in someone else's shoes and I'm playing someone else's part. And then there were people reaching out saying, hey, you know, here's this book about family systems and like relationship systems and family evaluation. That's the title of the book. I don't know what the author is, who the author is, but it was fascinating. The book is, is uh, it looks horrific. I think it was written in like the 70s and it's very scientific, but it's fascinating what I learned from that book. I, I read it like with a, with a text marker uh, because it's so great. Um, and and I only I was only able to tap into that collective knowledge because I shared that I don't know things and other people resonated with that. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. And I feel it's actually a greater shift that I perceive in, let's say, the millennial generation or younger, that mm. these people seem to have a much lower tolerance for what I would call bullshit. <laughs> like, the, you know, the, the big slogans of the corporations the so-called values that they uphold, um, their mission mm. statements. I feel younger people resonate much more with brands, and this will take us too far because this is not this is not about branding, but right. like you know, brands who are able to see their own flaws and who are able to be vulnerable about the fact that they're not finished, they're not like a yeah. something that's ready, but they are building something in public and they're failing and they're open about it. And so, so to me, that the question is then today, the the attention span is is so short, right? When you talk about the millennial generation, but I see it in myself. I am shaped by the technology that I use, and my attention span um, has has been extremely short. Um, it has gotten better over the last two, three years, but it was at, at some point in my career, it was amazingly short. Um, and so how do you establish that you're not perfect and this is you trying to figure things out? And at the same time, um, being able to make a point, this is where I am today. I don't know if that's the final answer, because I'm still figuring it out. So how do you, because you can't walk around like a question mark all the time. So you want to make a point or even an exclamation mark, but how can you qualify that within the few seconds that we already have, or that we only have? Yeah, it's a great question. I wonder about that too, when it comes to, you know, this podcast and right. what I'm doing with relating to self, I have the same kind yeah. of problem. I want to be very vulnerable. I want to be very honest about the, th the fact that, you know, I don't know many things. I am a mystery to myself in many ways, but I'm learning along the way. And in having these right. conversations, you know, every time I learn new things and I think that's great, but you're absolutely right. You also have to kind of like make a point. So the point that I've chosen to make is like, do you realize that the relationship you have with yourself is the only relationship that you will always be in. Yeah. That's kind of like the hook, you know, that's the point I'm yeah. making. And people go like, Oh, wait yeah. a second. I've never thought about that. And that I turns into a question mark within me, right? Exactly. That's an interesting point. You're making a point, but I I'll take that. I'm like, 
huh, that is fascinating. Let me think more about that. Exactly. And that's, that's the key, I think. And as soon as you have that fascination, as soon as someone is like, that's a good question, then you can engage. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to how you relate to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so far we have a very good overview of, you know, your systems and how you manage that. And that's wonderful. But you shared something with me right before we started this conversation. Right. You are becoming a father this year. Yes. Yes. And well, I cannot relate. I'm, I do not have children, but right. I'm very curious about the shift that you perceive in your relationship with yourself faced with the knowledge that very soon you're going to be responsible for another creature. Yeah. Um, so I'm very thankful for this situation um, because over the last years, it felt like, you know, I related to myself. I, I reflected on myself. It was all around, you know, my personal growth um, and then our relationship. But now in a relationship, you have two independent people who choose to be with each other right now we will have a dependent human with us and um so relating to self will be a little bit on the on the back burner for once but then also there's this there's a thought in me of like well that child is is in a way a part of us it's not you know it has come from us so it is in a way relating to self i think that's probably that's probably the biggest challenge is to say yes you're kind of a part of us but then you're making your own way right so so that transition, and I'm saying that not having children, so um, maybe parents will will listen to this and go, Haha, you have a lot to figure out. <laughs> um, but but um, I'm going through this process right now of saying, I want to stabilize the relationship to myself to the point where it doesn't feel like an, like a, um, an open uh, construction site. Mm. Um, and I can, and I can feel, I can rest within the safety that I know myself pretty well for the, the stage in my life that I'm at. And there will be a point where I will open up chapters and doors and explore new rooms in that house. That is myself. If we use that metaphor, um, but that's what more recently I've focused on um, to to settle in my relationship to self for a while and to make space for someone else to come in. That's such an intriguing idea. Well, two intriguing ideas. I love this concept of seeing the relationship with yourself as an open construction yard, as you called it. Mm. I think that's fascinating. And then also this idea that you want to stabilize your relationship to yourself now in the light of like, okay, I'm going to be responsible for a child that is mine. Um, I wonder what that process looks like for you. Like, how do you stabilize your relationship with yourself? Is that different from what you were doing before with the meditation and the writing and journaling? Um, 
I think st stabilizing the the act of stabilizing the relationship to myself was the act of reducing um, the amount of transitions I was and am going through. And I can choose to go through some of those transitions. Um, I can choose to go through a career transition and I can choose to go through another form of life transitioning uh, transition. For example, um, uh, taking up a sport or generally starting to work out more, um, starting a new band and starting a new creative endeavor, starting to write, starting to meditate, moving locations from Berlin to Sofia um, or within berlin um and my last year um under covid was was characterized with tremendous growth um i i changed my career i moved house i got married i um I built a business, um, I left a business, I built another business. And, you know, all of the, some of, some of those transitions I can't choose and some of them I can't. Um, COVID, obviously, I, I cannot choose. But all of those are stressors to myself. And stressors, uh, if I interpret that in, in a constructive way, in a positive way, they're they're triggering growth opportunities or growth in me, right? And so um, now I'm I'm trying to ride out the wave on on many of those transitions and see where they get me. A mentor of mine uh, once described this as um, he was he's a pilot. Um, that's important to know, and he said. In life, you're sometimes in climb, and that's okay. But don't underestimate the value of being in cruise flight, because that's when you pick up momentum, and momentum is what keeps you in the air, and what provides the air under your wings to climb again. And so right now I'm trying to stabilize into some form of cruise flight where I can, where I can, you know, um, gain momentum, um, look at those transitions, but not have five transitions at the same time. And I think that's part of maybe also a generation of achievers who, you know, want to grow so violently that they don't leave enough room to reflect that's what I'm trying to create right now. Mm. I think this beautifully highlights something that I also think is incredibly important when it comes to relating to self, which is context, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of those transitions that you mentioned are also about changing contexts, like moving house, changing jobs, creating new endeavors for yourself. I think those are quite radically different context in which we then express ourselves differently. I have found that for myself in, you know, looking at myself with curiosity, I feel there is a lot more change in me than I am willing to acknowledge when I change my location, for example, like yeah. right now, 
tomorrow I am flying to Egypt. And I know now from experience that I will be a different person in Egypt than I am now here. And I used to resist that. You know, I used to have this idea of like, I need to keep being who I am. Now I'm much more with you. I surrender to those changes. But it right. makes so much sense then that this stabilizing for you now means managing the amount of transitions that you go through. I think that is very wise. Sometimes I'm, I'm asking myself the question, if that's arrogant, who, who am I to say, well, just, you know, just manage the amount of transitions you're going through. Like everything is within our control. I'm, mm. I'm very privileged to be able to choose uh, to change my career, build a business, leave it and build another business during the time of a pandemic. That's not something that I can take for granted. And that that's something that I'm very, very thankful for. Many moments, sometimes it gets to my head and then my wife goes, do you know where you stand? Are you aware of that? And then I breathe deeply and I, and I remember that again. But um, I wonder sometimes, you know, if that's, if that's even arrogant to say out loud. And I would add to that, that even there's more, I feel in me, there are also many transitions that happen in my subconscious and in my body while just growing older that I have no mm. control over whatsoever. Mm. Things that just change, I would call it, yeah. you know, in my spirituality, in, in the way my mind works, the main, the way I yeah. connect to my body, there's yeah. all these changes going on all the time. And you're right. right. It would be arrogant to think that we can decide because we can't, yeah. we just have to surrender. But, but there is one thing that you can uh, that you can do. Um, there is there's the notion of self control, mm -hmm. which is um, what you where you control an outcome, right? So this is where in psychology they call it the locus of control or the circle of influence, right? But you. You take the circle of influence and you have the circle of influence where you where you have some influence you have the circle that's outside where you have no influence you're just basically reacting then you have the circle of control on the inside which is something that you directly control and then you have that that um, question of attitude how do you react which is always in your control and that's the only thing that's always in your control, right? And and I feel like this is something that I only learned recently, right? Um, I feel this this question about you know what perspective do I take on the world, the transitions that you know I may go through or not, um, as opposed to how much control do I have about the outcomes in my life, um, is an incredibly important uh, distinction that's what uh, victor franco um, uh, talked about right um and and later on many people um as well but i think that's super important in that uh in that regard beautiful i love how we can end this conversation with the search for meaning yeah which is basically what a lot of this is about also when it comes yeah. to relating to self i feel in the end a lot of it is just figuring out what what is the meaning of me in the world, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Julius, thank you so much. Um, I have two more questions actually for you before we finally end. Yeah. One question is very simple, but quite profound. Is there a question that you would have loved to receive from me, but that I didn't ask you in this conversation? How has my work as an artist change the way that I relate to myself? Mm, juicy. Yeah. <laughs> For another conversation. Yes, I think we need to schedule the second part of this conversation and then we can, we can go deep into, to yes, into the, the creativity and the musicianship. There's a lot to say there, definitely. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. My last question is, do you have something that you want to share with people who listen to this podcast? Can they follow you somewhere? Where can they read your, your thoughts, your articles? What is it that you want people to take action on? I share my thoughts. Um, on my website, on my blog, juliusbachman.com. Uh, very simple. Sign up to the email list and you will receive um, my thoughts every couple of weeks. I have no preset rhythm. Um, I'm very happy to have more discussions like that. So if any listener wants to get in touch and have a conversation through that same destination, juliusbachman.com. I'm very much looking forward to that. And awesome. uh, that's my coaching website. That's, that's what I do. Wonderful. Well, I will make sure that I post a clear link to your website in the description of this podcast. So if you're listening to this and you want to connect with Julius, just click on the link and you'll be there. Julius, thank you so much. This was a wonderful conversation. I've really enjoyed this. I hope we can do it again soon. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, Joachim. To you too, and safe travels to Egypt. Thanks. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe to the podcast. You can also read more of my thoughts on Twitter. I will post a link in the description. And if you are interested in improving your relationship with yourself, please subscribe to my email list at relatingtoself.com. I will then send you meditations, rituals, practices, and more of these beautiful conversations. Thanks. <laughs>